Hello, my name is Shiva Grings and I'm an artist, a street theatre artist to be precise. The year 2020 got off to a good start for me. To be honest, 2019 had been pretty good too. I had a new production in the works, I was organizing a street theatre festival and I was looking forward to playing to thousands of people as a clown all over Europe in the summer. But then, Covid came along. Now, me and my peers are sitting at home, twiddling our thumbs and wondering what's gonna happen. I had to think of something to do with my time. And I did. Welcome to the Quarantine Sessions, where we will explore the life of one artist on hold in every episode. So today I'm with Francisca Brega from Theater Rab, who also works as an actress, as a director sometimes, as a teacher, mm -hmm. and very much with masks. Happy mm -hmm. to have you here. How did you get into theater? How? Hmm. It's a long time. <laughs> it's ago, but I came in maybe 16 years old. I was 16 years old and I did some street theater in the Swiss mountains with children and with good friends. Then I decided, yes, I want to go on with theater. And you you are Swiss, so so it, yeah. it stands to reason that you did it in the Swiss mountains. Where did you do it in Switzerland? In which Swiss mountains? In Engadin, in little towns. We did rehearse 14 days and after that we went on special places, really little towns in Switzerland. And we did act with the children, and they they were re really small. Some of them six years old, and the oldest maybe fourteen. Um, we did things like Borg and Bass, Rattenfänger, and a lot of songs were involved, and it was a very good time. Yeah. How many people were you? These two friends of me, and me, and somebody else. So four people, four young people, and then the children. A tiny little circus going from town to town. Yes, right. Were you all like? Barefoot hippies and dreadlocks and <laughs> vegan food. and We were hippies, sort of, yeah. But what I'm still surprised that the parents gave us the children, that they just... Yeah, one was a teacher, so he knew some children already, but some of them we didn't know really. And it was really something. They were living with us, and then we could just press them in a little van, and then we drove up the hills, and it was possible. In these years, it, it would never be possible. You to don't do think something. it would be possible nowadays? No. Hello, I like to have your six year old kid, and I'll just, just go steal away it. with yeah. it. <laughs> no, never. And, and then when was that? In the 70s and the 80s? Yes, I was 16 years old. Yeah, yeah, 80s. 80s. Mm -hmm. The golden days of theater yeah. when everything was still new and you could juggle three balls and people would be like, wow, that's amazing. Right. And it was possible to be crazy. And it's, it was really something else. And when you went to a place, did you knock on people's door in the village and say, hey, come at five o'clock, watch a show? Or how did you get mm -hmm. the audience? In Switzerland, it's all organized. First, you have to call that little town and tell them we will perform there, uh, then you get some paper that it's possible. And then we had, yes, sometimes we, we had big banners and it was written, today's show <laughs> will start at five o'clock. And yeah, then they came. I'm seeing pictures of old women with no teeth and chickens walking through the stage. <laughs> <laughs> of course, some of them thought, what are they doing? And so, uh, once we had also a bad experience, somebody said, if you are not quiet, I will take my gun. And so that's also Swiss. But he didn't came, but we were a little afraid. Probably didn't find the gun. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't find the gun. <laughs> but yeah, sort of that happened too. So people are crazy then too. But mostly it was great. And 
lovely um they thought oh all my little children they will become big actors after that and so that's like parents are off. did you have an education before you started to do that or did you just go i think i'd like to try this when i did that i, I had no education no. I, and after that i did all the schools for theater physical theater in zurich and uh, no i started with gymnastic not that long only one and a half year i was in a laban school but it was very interesting And I really liked, did like the lab and stuff like a lot, but it was not enough for me, so I did change. Then I found out a school, a very sort of a hippie school too, <laughs> a physical theater with a lot of different teachers. But after I went to the school, the school um, broke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was typical for this time. <laughs> um, they had a lot of argues, arguments. And then I decided to learn German, sort of, to speak <laughs> and find out what's about all the text. In Switzerland, you don't speak really German, so mm. I've found out, ah, I go to Ulm, and then I went to Germany. Okay, so your education continued in, in Ulm. I've often been to Switzerland, and everyone goes like, oh, you do theater. Oh, did you do the Dimitri school? Mm -hmm. You didn't end up doing In the Dimitri word. school? Yeah. I knew them. Uh, I knew a lot of people from there, too, and... Uh, We also performed there, but it was, for me, it was too much artistic. I was not an artist, really. I was more interested in theater than in artistic stuff. It was not the right system for me. And it was really hard there. They had this Russian pressure <laughs> to be a good dancer. And it was good, a good school. And I like Dimitri a lot. Yeah, I love the school and the, the place. That's great there. And Ulm, in the end, it was more of a speaking theater, like, like more classical? More, but also... Um, um, it was an open school and we had a lot of physical theater that was important. That's why I choose it and I could also um, I had an education I have an education in in theater teacher. I could do both and that was important for me mm -hmm. too because I was interested in how to how I can be a teacher for theater too. yeah and sort of we did learn it sort of I would say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we did learn it alone. <laughs> 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 but um, Yeah, it was a, a special school for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my our teacher in the, in the physical theater school that we went to, I think his opinion was basically if you can do theater and you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. then you can probably teach it. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Yeah. yeah. But it's partially, if you know what you're doing, you can probably explain it to other people. Yeah, yes, that's, that's true. Yeah. Because I did find my own system. Um, But I knew I don't want to be a teacher like this one or this one or this one because with all this psychological stress, you have to be good and it's nothing you have to act out of your whatever stomach <laughs> or that was all what they could tell you. And uh, so they had no system at all. And so I found out, no, that's not the way to teach theater. It's something else because everybody can be a performer. It's not that complicated. And now you teach quite a bit Mm -hmm. Don't you? Even now in the corona lockdown, you've managed to teach people. I think you had like a workshop a week or mm -hmm. two ago. How was that to teach in corona times with face masks and <laughs> the whole thing? Interesting. You, you, you need a whole body um, to communicate. And if you see people, you see only the eyes. It's, it's interesting, but it works sort of. And I don't know how, but it went well. Even the people couldn't speak German at all. And so it didn't matter. So we couldn't speak um, their language. And, but they, they did find a lot of stuff. It was more quiet. And that's great. And did, every, you do, did you do like an, 
masks as in theater masks as well or did you just do theater things because i'm trying to imagine a person with a half face mask on the top and, <laughs> and another mask on the bottom oh my god that's fff 10 <laughs> uh, no we didn't do masks if they are not really interested in masks it's really hard work to teach it uh, they did some masks, just bags all over their head, just paper bags, and they did painted. Mm-hmm. And that was interesting, but we didn't do a lot with that. Mm-hmm. This time not. Sometimes they're, they are very interested in masks, and then we do a lot. But no, not these weeks. No. And it was possible even keeping the 1.5 meter distance to teach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody uh, had a, the, an unknown planet they did build. And um, yes, and they had always the same place where they had to go when they came in the door, and then they were they just installed their little planet, and that was their own thing to have, and they did like it. Okay, and mm. I suppose you couldn't touch them, you couldn't hit them for being bad. No, nope. <laughs> unfortunately not. <laughs> well, that that's yeah, you have always this distance, but sort of you get used to that, and. You can be very close, even with distance. Mm-hmm. That's important to know. Also because my my shows are very interactive and very mm. close. But even this year, I find like, of course, there's the closeness is just further away. Yeah. You still have the same thing. It's just 1.5 meters away. So there is still the possibility mm-hmm. to, to play with closeness. It's just a different level of closeness. Right. And that that's interesting to find out. I hope we don't end with that the whole life, but I think it's possible. Because one of the things I like about theater is that you, you kind of break down this, this wall that we all have, which is this distance wall that you don't want to go too close to somebody because that's their space. Mm. And now that space is actually quite accepted. But at the same time, it's a shame because it's one of the things that helps you understand people more. Who knows whether that will change and go back to normal. Um, I want to ask about, like, in, the, in this lockdown... A lot of things have changed mm-hmm. for, for us artists, especially basically that we can't perform most of the time. Do you think there's anything that will stay with us from this time for the time afterwards? What will stay? I hope not. This, that's not possible to perform anymore. I, that would be really hard. <laughs> yeah. That would be horrible. But I hope that all these unusual things that happen, like we, we try to perform in garden or outside somewhere or unusual places, that that stays. Mm. That would be great. Or maybe also here in our rehearsal space that we can perform for maybe five people. That would be great. So not only go to big, 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 big things, still know that people also uh, get used to have little performances or have us a courage to um, visit little spaces and don't get afraid that they are maybe with, with 10 others. So I, what I would like that theater will go through a transformation and it's important, it should, because mm. a lot of theater is sort of that mm. or it's not really why are we doing that? Nobody's really interested and maybe that's a chance. No? Mm. It's interesting. So through, through Corona, performances might become more intimate mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because now intimacy is a, a no-go mm-hmm. and afterwards maybe. Mm-hmm. I hope so because a lot of the festivals always go for bigger, mm-hmm. louder, mm-hmm. more. If yeah. I can hire a show that can entertain 500 people, it's much better than mm-hmm. a show that entertains five. 
right? And I think that's the wrong way. It's, it, it can be big, and I like all the big, big um, festivals. But not everything is really, is, is, is very well for that. When you start telling really stories, it's not good on big stages. Mm. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think theatre is relevant at the moment? Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about whether theatre is relevant or not. Do you think it is? Yeah, it is. And it should never die. And also, if you have to find new ways to tell, we are still working on stuff and we are here and we are performing. You can maybe stream us or whatever. But even people don't look at that. It's okay. But they know they are still there. And hopefully, yeah, it's really relevant. Mm-hmm. And what is even maybe more relevant is that people are acting themselves. So what I found out that young people, they feel as, as if their head is cut or their legs and they don't use it anymore because it's Corona time. <laughs> so, and they can't express themselves. Mm-hmm. So they are so thankful when, when you give them a hand mm-hmm. and they feel so free suddenly. And even they have all these distance things and the mask on top and whatever, but they are so happy. You can't believe it. I was really a little bit shocked at what happened to them because they are sort of in a little cages and they have to work for school and for their job and be quiet. But you can do a lot with them. Let's imagine a world where we no longer work physically in front of people and we're just online. Mm. Do you think that would be okay? Or do you, do you think this actual this communication with a live audience, is that necessary mm-hmm. for you to actually be in that location? Oh yeah, it is. That's the most important thing that happened. Every country seems to deal with it slightly different and I sometimes feel that no country is really looking what the other one does. Here in Germany, I feel, yeah, I don't know, some people, some artists say that they feel very much neglected, some people find that it's okay. How do you feel about the situation here for the artists? I mean, Germany is a little, or Baden-Württemberg, um, you can get help, you can get money, you have to uh, do a lot of things, but you can get it, and I think that's great. I have just to tell it, it's really different if you are thinking on other states or countries, oh my God, it's really a disaster. Mm-hmm. So you have to be thankful for that, that it's possible. And I think it's important that you get money and then do something. Um, and most of people I know, they do. They find really interesting things and thoughts. Or you, you, you have a special, you have groups together and you, you speak about stuff. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, they I, do stuff. I see it a little bit this way that when we started, I'm sure it's for everybody the same, when you started to do theater, everyone said, no, that's impossible, you can't do that, it's silly, you can't live off the... That. So this is just another one of those situations where they say, now it's corona, you can't live off that, you can't do it. So we've always had some kind of struggle. That's part of what doing theatre mm-hmm. is about. And mm-hmm. if you see it as a challenge instead of like the nail in the coffin, mm-hmm. then maybe you can come out of it in a positive way and find something good to do in corona, hopefully. Yeah. So what do you do when it's cold and drab and raining and it's November or it's December and it's dark and you can't perform what do you do to keep yourself motivated go out <laughs> go out in the the rain and in the forest go out in the forest that helps me a lot just walk around and get connected to the environment i get a lot of strength and then you come back and feel oh okay 
I can go on and read good stuff, read about people that, uh, that know a lot or they are thinking a lot and more than what is writing the newspaper or the news. So just read about stuff, about human being. And yes, that I'm doing that and that helps. Okay. So Francesca, thank you very much for being with us today. Mm -hmm. Thank you too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it from this week. Thanks for being with us. Come and join us again. Sign up to the podcast. Tell your friends. And if you really liked it, why not go overboard and buy the book? This is what we do for a living. See you next time. 